create enriching experiences beyond the classroom through ACSI Student Leadership and Learning with Emily Pygett. Well, hello and welcome to the Student Leadership and Learning Podcast, where we journey together to impact, influence, and equip today's students to lead with intentionality and purpose. Well, I'm your host, Emily Pygett, and it is my prayer, it's my hope that as we journey together, as we learn together, we will reaffirm our why, that we'll reignite our passion or continue uh, on with the passion that we have to serve this, this generation of students that we have today. You know, have you ever asked yourself the question, why do we choose to spend our days investing in students? There's a whole lot of other things uh, that we can do, but today I wanna remind you that the noble calling of an educator is something that we can't take for granted. You know, when I started this educational journey over 25 years ago, I started in a different field before that. And then God called me into education. And every day since then, I'm reminded educators are difference makers. We're change agents. We support those who have promise and we support those who don't think they do. You see, we believe in this generation. We desire to move and motivate them to action, to use what is actually culturally relevant to say what is timeless. You know, some may look down on, on this generation of, of students and, and see their quirkiness, their, their struggles, um, their, their inconsistencies. Um, sometimes they're bold, but, but rarely think through their approach um, to obstacles before they jump. But that's how the world sees them. That's not how we see them. We see them in their uniqueness, their potential, their promise, their, their God-given gifts and abilities. And we choose in the midst of that to look at them and say, you're remarkable. And remarkable, the definition of remarkable is worthy of attention. So yes, as educators, we believe our students are worthy of attention. They are remarkable. And God has allowed us as educators, a small window of opportunity to influence them, to daily set their hope anew on him. While some may look at, at students today and see things um, that don't point to promise, we look at our students and we see you have amazing potential and amazing God-given gifts. You see, this is the, it's the core. It's the core of an educator's calling. So as we unpack this today, I want to remind you of a movie. Maybe you've seen it. Maybe you haven't. It's called Dead Poets Society. You know, as an educator, uh, I watched this movie at the beginning of every school season. It was a tradition for me. The school year could not start until I watched Dead Poets Society. Now, why would I watch it every single year? The reason I did is because I love that there is a teacher at the core of this movie that drastically impacts students' lives. So this teacher's name is Professor Keating, for those of you that are unfamiliar with the movie. Um, and it's played by Robin Williams, the late Robin Williams. And here's what he does. He works to see the promise and potential in every single student. 
Now, while many other teachers at the school that he served at was were busy training and teaching the creativity and growth mindset out of their students, Professor Keating was busy fostering each student's God-given gifts and talents. He pushed them to the edge of their comfort zone. And then he pushed them a little bit further. See, he believed in their potential and their talent and in their abilities. And he made sure that he did whatever it took to get them there. Isn't that what we do every single day? Well, my favorite scene, because I love public speaking, is when he is trying to get one of his most tentative shy students to speak publicly. He could see the potential, but the student couldn't quite see the potential in themselves. And this student's name was Todd Anderson. We have Todd Andersons in our class, even right now as I speak. This young man lived in the shadow of his big brother, who was larger than life. He was the valedictorian of the class. Um, Basically, anything he touched turned to gold. Well, Todd was the antithesis of his brother. He was painfully awkward. He was shy, yet he was incredibly intelligent. He was a young man who nearly was crushed by his own shyness, but there was such potential within him, but he barely spoke it. So in other words, he needed an educator that could see it, and bring it out of him. So Professor Keating, he's the, he was the man for the job. So Professor Keating pushed him and they were doing a, um, a public speaking exercise. And the student was like, I'm just, I'm not doing it. I'll take the zero. We've had those students in our classroom, haven't we? I will take the zero before I am going to get up and stand in front of this class and articulate anything. This was Todd. But Professor Keating knew he had it in him. He spotted it just like you can just like you do every single day with your students. So he spotted the potential in Todd. Well, as he pushed him, Todd stammered a little bit. And then Professor Keating, he pushed him a little bit more. And Todd fumbled and he stuttered and he seemed to get worse and worse. And he was despondent and went to sat down. And Professor Keating said, no, you can do it. So he kept pushing him. And then it happened. The moment this is our why. This is why we go into education. The potential that was always inside Todd came gushing out much like a geyser does. And he was able to accomplish getting up and speaking in front of students and articulating something so beautiful and magical that when he was finished, he was even more in awe than Professor Keating was. You see, how rare it is to be so greatly influenced by another, to be so moved to your core by something or someone else that something is unearthed within yourself. You see, that's the thing. That's the real magic. When, when the potential for our words and our actions move and motivate the people we are leading, that is the noble calling of an educator. So we are touched not only by the awakening of our students when they, um, when they reach their potential, when they're able to achieve something that they didn't uh, know that um, they had within them. See, we are, we are moved by that. That's why we do what we do. You know, and in, 
it reminds me of, of Moses. Um, you know, Todd had a really challenging time speaking and then we fast or rewind even further and consider the story of Moses. You know, God called him and said, Moses, I have a job for you to do. What was Moses's response? Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't think so. I can't speak clearly. I can't articulate it. And God wouldn't take no for an answer. He pushed. And you know the rest of the story. The awesome part about Moses is that he once, once he overcame the doubts in himself, he became one of the finest leaders in the Bible. And as a leader, he understood that one of his primary jobs was to be a mentor. And, and an incredible mentor moment in the Bible happens in Exodus 17, verses 8 through 16. You, the, the story's familiar to all of us. This is the first time Joshua arrives on the scene as a leader of a volunteer army. I love that. See, Moses told him to go out and fight and that he, Moses, would stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in his hand. See, Moses didn't just tell Joshua to get after it. He committed to support him as he went. Now, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop right here. I don't want you to miss this part. You see, Moses realized that he himself would also need support. So he didn't go up the hill alone. He took Aaron and Ur with him. And when his arms grew weary, as Moses was supporting Joshua, Moses had support for himself. Aaron and Ur were positioned to support him so that he continue to support Joshua. You see, this is what we do. You know, as educators, we link arms with each other, hopefully to gain insight, to share resources, keeping our eyes focused on the students that we serve, all so that we can effectively continue to lead and mentor our students. Because here's the deal. If we fail to do so, we will end up with a generation before us that exemplifies a group that sat and did nothing. You know, one of the most frustrating things for me uh, as an educator is to hear people talk down about our youth. You know, I I can't help but look at them and, and, and see potential, to see capacity, to, to see all that they possibly can do. And when someone looks at them and, and says they are apathetic or they don't have the, um, the skill set or they're lazy, it's frustrating. You know why? Because we're the ones that have been leading them. And so we have to take responsibility. If we have a generation of students before us that aren't leading well, Guess who has the responsibility to change that? Those of us that are leading them. I will never, I'll never forget um, when God called me into education. You see, when I was a sixth grader, I, I, I had a, um, a teacher. I won't say his name, just, just in case this gets back to him. Um, but he, he loved to have his students public speak. And um, I was petrified. And when it was my turn, I was the Todd of the world. I said, I'll take the zero. I am not getting up in front because here's what happened. When I would get up in front of an audience, my face would flush bright red. And then the bright red would move down to my neck and my chest area. And then the sweating would happen. 
And that's all before I actually stepped up in front of an audience. And then once I got up front, my mind would go blank. I would have everything memorized to a T perfection and be in front of an audience and I couldn't do it. But this teacher saw the potential in me and he pushed and he pushed and he pushed. And now I public speak for a living. I get, I get paid to do what I was petrified to do when I was in sixth grade. Fast forward to my mid-20s when I had a, a career in something completely different. And I was in the beautiful state of, of North Carolina. And I remember going to craft fairs. I love arts and crafts. They're, they're amazing. And I was there, and this was years ago. I won't say how many years ago, but this was years ago. And um, I saw all these signs to teach us to touch a life forever. If you want to impact um, eternity, impact, you know, all those, all those sayings. And, and God spoke to me in my spirit. And he said, this is what I want you to do with your life. Do you remember the time? Do you remember the time when God called you into education? Recall that moment. Go back to that time. Our students see the capacity of our young people to discover their potential, to discover their God-given calling and to flourish is, is countered by the chilling potential for them to destroy themselves or to be destroyed by a large and at times brutal world. So this takes me to the last scene in Dead Poets Society. It's one that's incredibly moving, but when I see the scene, I look at it a little bit differently. Now, at the end of this movie, because of Professor Keating's unorthodox teaching strategies, he thought outside the box. He saw what was going to work for his students, and he went and did it, and I love that about him. But because he did that, the school wasn't quite ready um, for that type of, of leadership, so they decided that um, the potential and the zeal that he was unlocking in his the lives of his students and the way he was going about it just didn't fit their style. So they let him go. Well, if you've ever had to uh, remove a teacher from position, you know that it does impact students. And in the movie, they depicted that there was a lot of drama um, that resulted from his departure. And the final scene of the movie has him walking back into his classroom to get his things. This is when he sees his students. Upon seeing their teacher, the one who believed more in them than they could ever have dreamed, his students rose out of their seats and stood upon their desks and declared, oh, captain, my captain, taking a line from a famous poem by Walt Whitman. Now, Upon first glance, one sees the class standing. They're honoring the teacher that made such an impact in their lives. But an interesting thing happened to me as I rewatched this movie this season. I was moved by what I had missed so many times before. Maybe, maybe my context is different because education is, is even more challenging today than, than when I started so many years ago. But I didn't see it like this until this year. This year, instead of seeing half of the class standing upon their desks, honoring their teacher, this year I noticed half of the class did not stand. 
Instead, they stare straight ahead, faces as lifeless as mannequins, and they ignore him. They just wanted the moment to end. I wonder how these boys would recall the events decades later. Would they look back and regret doing nothing? Would they feel shame? Would they feel like they did not seize that moment well? You see, this is what I, this is my prayer for us as educators. We need to use our todays well to equip our students to seize the moment, to seize the day, to seize the God-given opportunities, opportunities to be brave, to fulfill the calling God has on their lives, to be kind, to be virtuous, to be remarkable, to go back to where we started. You see, as educators, we get to teach them to be a leader that is worthy of followers. We, we hear the, the word influencer a lot these days. There's actually college degrees now to become an influencer. But what does that truly mean? You see, when, when our students are, are taught to influence, they'll become in, people that influence whose words and actions matter so much that they move and motivate the people that they are leading. You see, you, uh, my incredible educator, you can change the world by investing in one life, just one. But you get to do multiple lives every single day. So as we close our time together, I want to remind you of what Psalm 78, 4 through 7 says. We will not hide these truths from our children. We will tell the next generation about the glorious deeds of the Lord, about his power and his mighty wonders, so that each generation should set its hope anew on God, not forgetting his glorious miracles and obeying his commands. Educators, you are not alone in this quest. Let's be committed to holding each other's arms up, especially on the days when you grow weary so that you can continue to lead, inspire, and love your students. What you do matters. Every moment, every day, you are a difference maker and our students are worth it. We'll see you next time. Student Leadership and Learning is a presentation of the Association of Christian Schools International. Create enriching experiences beyond the classroom by visiting acsi.org slash studentleadership.